Restaurant Leadership Conference has always been the home for senior restaurant execs to collaborate and discuss current challenges and solutions. Be a part of this exclusive group from April 10th to 13th in Arizona. Register today at restaurantleadership.com. Welcome to Menu Feed, a bi-weekly podcast from Winsight Media's two food service brands, Restaurant Business and Food Service Director. I'm Pat Kobe, Senior Editor covering Menu, Food, and Drink for both brands. Today I'm chatting with Molly McGrath, Director of Culinary and Operations for All Day Kitchens, a distribution platform for independent restaurants. Through its satellite kitchens in four cities, All Day puts the finishing touches on menu items and packages them for delivery. Each satellite kitchen houses 20 local brands, and Molly works with every restaurant to curate and optimize their menus for delivery. Whether it's a mom-and-pop Thai spot in L.A. or an Ethiopian eatery in Chicago. Listen as Molly shares how her culinary expertise and the platform's proprietary tech work together to create a seamless delivery experience for independent restaurants, and how the concept is expanding throughout the country. Welcome, Molly. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Pat, for having me. I'm excited to be here. So let's start by you telling me a little bit about your culinary journey and what brought you to All Day Kitchens? What was your like professional steps and other you know, educational background, et cetera? <laughs> My past 15 years in food service have been a very winding path for sure. So prior to food, I actually began my career in marketing. I graduated from Northwestern and sort of just followed along a well-worn path. But the thing is I grew up in a really food-centric family and all during college, I waited tables at this amazing little cafe with like great family environment. So even though after graduation, I started working in marketing, food and restaurants just continued to call to me. So a few years in, I pivoted. I went to culinary school at the CIA in New York. And that first pivot in my career was crucial because it made me really comfortable with personal risk-taking. You know, I was able to follow my curiosity and my passion. And while it was not easy by any means, it turns out that just for me, for how I'm wired, that being forged by a good challenge is what I seek out in careers. So from culinary school, I proceeded to take a path through so many facets of food service. I started with fine dining and full service, got into restaurant consulting and food agency life worked my way up to culinary and supply chain management for a 40 unit chain. And all of that led to my current role here at All Day Kitchens, where I'm heading up operations and culinary as we move from two markets to four markets and beyond. Super exciting food tech startup world. Wow, you really have had you know, such a broad swath of experience. It, it sounds really exciting. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been challenging and fun. And to me, they're sort of like interconnected. So for people who don't know about All Day Kitchens, can you explain the model in a nutshell? Because it's a really new model and it's something that, you know, sort of grew during the pandemic, I would think. We were established prior to the pandemic, but we are one of those businesses that, you know, experienced a boon because of all the home food delivery and things like that. You know, we're in in that sort of category of, of food. 
Aldi Kitchens is a distributed restaurant platform, meaning that we offer a channel for restaurants to expand their customer reach while also really protecting food quality. So I'm sure your next question is like, well, what does that mean? (laughs) For us, it all starts with our culinary team. So culinary team works individually with every restaurant. We work almost exclusively with independents. So each new restaurant is a new brand, new set of foods for us. With those restaurant partners, we design a menu that's specifically optimized for delivery and even more specifically delivery off of our platform. We have very specific high-tech oven equipment. You know, it kind of cooks things a little differently than some other models because it's very rapid and it's very contained. So Once the menu items are ready to go, culinary hands this off to our larger ops teams. And so then restaurants have the benefit of working with our training team and our strategic distribution team. So from there, we package it all into a process, if you will, where our team picks up the food from the four walls of the restaurant partner location we distribute it to our strategically placed satellite kitchens. And our satellite kitchens are where all the tech really comes together to optimize that last mile delivery, stacking orders, getting them out as quickly as possible, that sort of thing. And also in those kitchens, we have the data and the monitoring to track, you know, how's an item performing? What do customers think about it? What's our throughput time? All those metrics that really help us move fast. So that's all the kitchens in a nutshell. Wow, that sounds really exciting. So Does the food come in already cooked or do you do like last minute prep in in your satellite kitchens? It does. So the restaurant, all the food we receive is fully cooked. But for, you know, a great example is, you know, a pizza. While the pizza is fully cooked, you know, you could eat it right out of refrigeration. It might not be fully browned or the cheese, you know, gets its final melt in our, you know, specified oven settings. So it's, It is fully cooked, but it's not fully finished. So that's what happens in our kitchens. And we can also add garnishes, assemble sandwiches, that sort of thing. Right. And I I saw that you try and streamline menus to three to four items from each restaurant. Is that to make the delivery more seamless? We, We can. We actually... It is a little bit individual, you know, restaurant by restaurant. It can be as few as three items. It can be up to six or eight. But each one of our satellite kitchen houses 20 brands. So like quick math, if we had, you know, 10 items from 20 partners, it would just be too much for our crews to sort of work with in a really high quality way. So we offer this up to restaurants because we make no secret that not everything works on our platform. You know, if it's too complicated for the restaurant to put together, or if they have to change their production in such a way that it slows them down instead of enabling them and speeding them up and having them do more of a process they're already used to, then to be honest, they don't want that item. We don't want that item because, you know, the interesting thing about operations and operations and culinary is that a lot of times you'll see a virtuous cycle. You know, when a restaurant is really good at making something, they make a lot of it which means their team gets really used to it, which means the product is always really fresh and they just get a lot of great reps on these dishes. So that's why sometimes, especially, you know, as we look at high volume, as we look at delivery items that are outliers become an issue on a number of levels because, you know, the restaurant team doesn't make as many of them. So they don't have as much practice. Our teams don't make as many of them. So they don't get as much practice and we just don't move through the product as quickly as we would like to. So there's a lot to be said for finding 
the real rock stars on a menu and just leaning into them for our model. So you help curate the menus. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And what skills actually prepared you for this role? Because are you a tech genius or are you more? (laughs) (laughs) There is no tech genius. Maybe in my future, if like I get bitten by like a magical spider or something, but no, this is, you know, what's really interesting from my background that's been helpful here is that as we bring tech and restaurants together, there's a lot of connecting the dots on both sides. And what I have been so fortunate with in the path that I took in my career and the people I've worked with, and especially in consulting all these great businesses that I was exposed to, is that I've become pretty masterful at connecting dots because I've seen a lot of dots and I've seen a lot of things go right and a lot of things that didn't go quite so right. And it's all just information. And especially within food, I think these larger patterns emerge that like quality around food is very simple. You know, I think it'd be hard to argue that restaurants in and of themselves are a complicated business, but simple is not easy. You know, that's like saying a marathon is easy because, oh, all you do is run 26 miles. Like, no, it's really, really hard, but it's not complicated. So I think my background has really prepared me to see like, these are the things that matter and this is how you leave them together. Yeah, it sure sounds that way. So do you try and put different cuisines together in one of the satellite kitchens or does that not matter? It's really more of, um, you know, which restaurants you feel are best for this platform. You mean in terms of the the range of partners? Yeah. Our partners within each market, we do we do have sort of representative partners. You know, we would never go into a market and be like, we're only going to sell pizza. You know, we do like to have a nice range. That said, our range is really based on what's the overall market for delivery. So we kind of we peg to that. So, you know, we're opening in LA later in the year. And we saw a lot of Thai food when we were in LA because Thai just indexes higher. It indexes pretty well across all markets, um, but it's, it's a bit higher in LA. And, you know, that doesn't really surprise us. You know, we sold more pizza and chicken wings in Chicago than we did in San Francisco. Like, um, so we just try and keep our brand selection reflective of, of the delivery marketplace. Right. So the locations you now have are Chicago, San Francisco, and LA is coming. So yeah, so live, we have San Francisco was our initial market. Chicago, we launched last spring. And then we have Dallas and LA coming online later this year. Oh, exciting. Yeah. So have you discovered what are the best items for delivery? I mean, we all know that pizza is a pretty good one. You know, some sometimes burgers work, sometimes they don't. But are there certain platforms that really work well with your model? You know, We are kind of coming back to at least where we are today. And I think this is true of most delivery food is that the customers are still very used to ordering certain things by delivery. So the things you mentioned, pizza, Chinese, Thai, noodles, curries, people are already like pre-pandemic for a long, long time. People have been accustomed to these foods showing up at their door. So that's a very natural place for us to start. You know, I think it becomes challenging when you switch, you know, while you can get, you know, high-end bistro food delivered, the challenge with that is that if, if it's not already occurring to people to go order it, it becomes a very big marketing push for us to say like, hey, this thing is here. 
Because even if we put it on platforms, even if we put it in front of them, it's not impossible, but you know, people see the things they're looking to find, especially when they're thinking about food delivery in their homes. So I think that's been one of the things we've, we've really reckoned with, and we've tried to make our brands very reflective of that. And it's where the data becomes so important. You know, we can tell when things are moving and when they're not. Right. And so I heard that you might evolve into like a brick and mortar food hall in some locations. No, all digital. All digital. Okay. All digital. Yeah. So the, our food halls are essentially online marketplaces. Got it. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we work a lot with DoorDash and we'll have storefronts on DoorDash that is say like the late night menu or the desserts menu, you know, the sweet shop. So these are, um, collections of our brands that we sort of package in another way to help people find them. Right. So you work with the third party delivery companies. We do. Yeah. Yeah. We're fully integrated into all the big delivery companies for each market. Do you do any self-delivery as well? Not at the moment. Got it. And so what culinary styles and cuisines are you most excited about now, not just related to all-day kitchens, but what do you see customers sort of gravitating towards at this point? Well, I think one of the things that's really been a very pleasant surprise as we look at these foods are the number of ethnic foods and how they really over-index in this delivery market. So we've seen a lot of Mediterranean, a lot of Indian lot of Chinese, you know, one of our original and strongest partners in San Francisco is this restaurant called China Live. And they just make phenomenal dumplings and noodles and char siu. And so it's just so exciting to help us, you know, that we get to help enable getting these foods to customers who may be very far because they're single, they're a big restaurant, but it's just one location. Um, and we get to deliver them all over the Bay area. So it's, it's just really cool. Our connection with independence. Um, and especially with these ethnic foods, as I meet more and more of these restaurateurs, as they come on the platform, so many of them, you know, it was a restaurant started by their parents or they came over from another country in their twenties and they started the restaurant. And it's just really cool to be a part of that. Do you see a lot of Mexican out in California too? Um, a bit. It's actually the Chinese and Thai seem to index a little bit higher, but that could just be the partners who we've found so far. Mm-hmm. So we, we do have, we have burritos on the platforms in both locations, but they currently, there's just a bit more Asian food on delivery, but that could change. And on the Mediterranean side, what kind of food gets delivered for, the, for those restaurants? A lot of rice plates, hummus bowls, falafel, um, these things, again, just just work really well with our platform. And I think Mediterranean is, is something, you know, especially hummus plates, we can have the dips and we have the ganoush and things like this. These are, you know, while they're not quite as high as Chinese and pizza, they are something that have been in people's solution set for a while on delivery. So do you buy your own packaging and package it all like consistently or? No, we work through the partners. Um, We give them options of what to buy. We help connect them with suppliers if they're having issues, but we, you know, we're not creating our own packaging at this time. We really kind of work with the solutions that are there because ultimately the restaurants have to produce all of this. So if it's not a piece of packaging or any, anything that they can't get consistently, it's, 
it's tough for them. It creates thrash. So we want to make sure that they can seamlessly integrate this into their current operations. So it's branded with their name on it. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll have restaurants, you know, that have a burger wrap or something with their logo. And we absolutely want to keep that, you know, their wrap, their burger, their burrito. Right. I know a lot of um, operators have had trouble getting packaging supplies, especially. I mean, the supply chain has a lot of challenges now, but I've heard that packaging and disposables are like one of the leading problems. It's mind bending, especially because, like I said, like we're not a packaging company. So we do have partners. So we're kind of once removed, but it, I mean, it boggles my mind that I'll pick up the phone with our rep and they'll be like, oh, that company just isn't making forks this week. Like, what do you mean they're not making forks? Like, oh, they're just not, they just shut down that production line. And of course it's all going back to like, well, if their employees don't show up, they can't run their production line either. It's kind of these ripple effects throughout the industry, but it is, you know, just when you think you've heard it all, it's like, oh, well, that's, that is a new one. (laughs) Right. And how about beverages? Do you um, handle that side of the menu as well? We actually, all of our beverages, owing to the fact that they're delivery at current, they're all bottled beverages. So they're, they're available. We, you know, you can add them on to our foods, but I think until we really, really nail down the packaging and distribution piece on our own side, beverages are something, you know, if you want to add a Coke, add a Coke, um, but we're not doing anything except stocking that at our kitchens. Right. I was intrigued by the, um, you said you have like uh, a dessert line as well, or that's something that you promote on you know, the website as one of the treats that, that, that people could get. So what are some of the desserts that you're sending out? So our kitchens provide desserts. You know, one of our partners just off the top of my head that I can think of, and two of them actually in Chicago, one is Haisu. They have this amazing coconut milk rice pudding that's very delicious. And then we work with a restaurant called Sapori Trattoria and they have a bread pudding that is truly like one of the best bread puddings I've ever had. It's like really creamy. It has this amazing raspberry sauce. So we do have those desserts from our partners. And then we also partner with Jenny's ice cream. We sell it, you know, just as a, again, like we get the product, we sell the product as sort of a retail offering. So we, we sell quite a lot of ice cream actually. And then desserts from our partners. So it's by the pint rather than like the uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, we we might. I know they have the smaller format. I'm I'm not sure if we're offering it yet, but currently pints. Yeah. So what are the logistics of sending ice cream? I mean, that's something that I know people get delivered, but I would never consider getting ice cream delivered because I know you have to pack it really well. If it travels and. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's kind of one of these pieces that we are actively working on, but we, we work with the third parties, right? So if, um, you know, if someone orders a burger and a pint of ice cream and then something happens to the driver, they get stuck in traffic or it's 45 minutes, like at current, unfortunately, the ice cream is going to be melted and, and we'll refund it. We'll give them credit to, you know, get another ice cream next time. But these are the sorts of things we are you know, the sorts of issues that like, we have them solved to the point where we hand the bag off to the courier, but then we do hand it off to someone else. So things, you know, it's not a perfect system yet. I really learned a lot about all day. (laughs) I mean, it's very different. And is there anything else you want to add that we haven't covered? I mean, I think just one of the things that we've heard from restaurateurs is very special about our model is that we do 
each partner is an individual relationship and each piece of food is an individual item on our platform. And that allows us to not only curate things from the partners, like we've mentioned, but also to really have a very clean line onto quality, how things are arriving. You know, we have so many Slack channels that are just direct, you know, some of them are direct to partners, you know, like, oh, this looks like this today. Is this what we want to be selling? Like, is this red cabbage or green cabbage? Like all of these things that, you know, hopefully give our partners confidence that, you know, we are, we're partners. Like we are looking at this food the way you are looking at the food. And that's one of the things I think is really special and definitely what attracted me to this company as a whole. Right. As we move into 2022, what are you most looking forward to both personally and professionally? Do you think you'll be expanding to more cities with all day kitchens? Absolutely. I mean, I can't put a pin in the date of when, but you know, the, the plan is to grow. First is getting Dallas and LA off the ground. And I'm just so excited to see how customers respond in those markets, because even the pure fact of getting delivery it's different in San Francisco than it is in Chicago. You know, San Francisco as a city has more people ordering delivery with a slightly different set of expectations. You know, Chicago is a little bit behind in terms of just amount of food that gets delivered, you know, per, per person off these platforms. So it's going to be really interesting, especially with Dallas and LA going within the same window, more or less is just to sort of compare and contrast, you know, every market feels a little different and it's going to be really exciting to see those market personalities come to life. Yeah. Those two cities are much more driving cities than San Francisco. So yeah, they are. And, you know, culturally the food's a little bit different, you know, there, there's so many little nuances um, that it's going to be really cool to see them side by side. Would all day kitchens ever go to a pickup model where people can actually come and pick it up from one of your satellites? You can pick up today. Yeah. So, so that is something we do have, um, you know, on all the platforms, you can kind of toggle back and forth to like delivery or pickup. So is there like a pickup window or can people actually go inside or how does it work? Yeah, you can walk inside. Our kitchens have a sort of front of house area and then we have cubbies with the bags sort of alphabetically lined up. Interesting. Yeah. So how about personally? I mean, how do you want to grow in this role and where do you see it taking you in the next year? Where do I see it taking me? I mean, it's been really exciting to grow, to have operations encompass culinary. And one of the things I think is so great about that is on our operations team, you know, we have incredible culinarians, you know, all sorts of pedigree, French Laundry and Chez Panisse and amazing restaurants in Austin. So we have amazing culinary knowledge and just grit and know-how. And then we also have a similar set of expertise on the training side, uh, a training team with just years of experience from, from their background there and distribution and supply chain. So it's really fun to bring high performers together and watch them succeed. And I get to oversee that, which is just the best, the best role I think anyone can have in the workplace. And I think what's also exciting in that is that all of us on the operations team, for the most part, have a pretty solid background in restaurants prior and food service prior coming to all the kitchens. And it's so interesting to interface with a bunch of folks who came from mainly tech 
and sort of help explain, you know, there are a lot of best practices in restaurants and not that we aren't open to making change. We're absolutely open to seeing what's next, but you know, today is there AI that's anywhere near what you can train an employee to see with their eyes and smell and sort of experience when they're interacting with food. I haven't seen it. And I'm not sure that we'll ever get there. Cause I think that's a very incredible set of skills that people have once they know how to use them and, and to identifying what food should be and what food could be. So it's just really exciting to be able to have that conversation with these amazing tech minds who can create, you know, something out of nothing seemingly from a tech perspective and just balancing that with, you know, outstanding operations. I think, I think we'll have a really great secret sauce. Thanks so much, Molly. It was really interesting to learn about All Day Kitchens and how you're partnering with independent restaurants. Please join us for more episodes of Menu Feed as we explore culinary trends with chefs and operators. You can listen to this and other episodes on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, Restaurant Leadership Conference returns to Arizona this April 10th through 13th. Claim your spot now at restaurantleadership.com. Space is filling up quickly.